Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair, yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah, and how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household, so anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you can have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. 
Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's been approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey guys, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. It is Ashley Solo. Ben left Napa yesterday and I arrived in Napa yesterday. We are doing this live from the Canarios Resort. It is stunning here. It is like a little HGTV village. It's amazing. Every house that you've ever wanted on HGTV, it's here in this little village and you can come and stay at it. Whenever you are in the Napa area, we are in Napa for Live in the Vineyard, the music festival. Avril Lavigne's here, Kelsey Ballerini, Marin Morris, Adam Lambert, which is probably my favorite in that rundown, and many more. So I hope to catch him while we're here. And later, we will be interviewing Maddie Poppy. She's the winner of American Idol 2018, and she's here performing at the festival. She met her boyfriend on TV. So I think we can relate over that. We also have a couple other great guests. We have Vienna Girardi. She's going to talk about her recent plastic surgery that we discussed a couple weeks ago. Then we're going to have Joe and Kendall on. We're going to talk about their living situation now that they are living together as a couple of a year and a half. We are also going to have Crystal stop by to talk about Demi and Christian's breakup. They were at their wedding, so I'd like to see if they saw some of their chemistry or how they felt about this quick Bachelor in Paradise breakup. All right, guys. Well, we are going to take a quick break before we get Vienna on the line, and I think we're going to get a a little bit of an emotional interview out of her. So stay tuned. Okay, guys, I have got Vienna Girardi on the line. Welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast, Vienna. you It's the first time you've ever been on. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. So tell us a little bit about your life right now, post-Bachelor. <clears throat> it's been, man, has it been almost a decade since? Almost a decade. It does not seem like it's been that long. Wow, that is mind-blowing. Um, do you still see the effects of The Bachelor on your life today? Do, you, do people still come up to you? Not as often as they used to, uh, but it still does happen. I, I, you know, on Halloween, I was suddenly dressed up with a wig and I, I still had people recognizing me. So I guess my, my smile kind of gives me away. Mm-hmm. Has it affected your life overall? Like the way that some things will always get press and maybe your dating life. Uh, you know, the first few years after The Bachelor were really difficult because it kind of affected everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, friendships, dating, um, even your career. I mean, it's hard. People don't really take you too seriously uh, when you're a reality star. Right. So it took me a good five years after The Bachelor to kind of um, see uh, a change in that. 
Uh, it still affects it to an extent, but not as bad as it used to. Um, when it comes to dating, yeah, it, it was difficult because you never knew if people were really dating you for the right reasons or not. Mm-hmm. Um, same with friends. Uh, luckily, you know, it's been 10 years. So I have a, uh, you know, my boyfriend, and I have been together for two and a half years. Uh, we plan on getting married and having, you know, a couple babies. So love life wise, it's going really good. Uh, friendship wise, I have a really, really great circle of, uh, women in my life now, which was hard to come by. Um, so that is something I just, I hold very dearly is those friendships I have now, um, and work-wise, I have my own recruiting company, um, which is a change of pace. I started about a year ago, and I'm also doing real estate. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, my real estate company is actually Will You Accept This Home? Oh, <laughs> my goodness. That yeah. is amazing. Where can they, where can I, people uh, check you out if they're looking for real estate in, yeah, in what area? Yeah, uh, www.acceptthishome.com. Okay. I used to have a billboard up in Orlando, and it was um, me holding a rose, and it said, you know, accept this home. And it had like the rose was kind of almost like the Disney um, wand. And it was mm-hmm. kind of building a house. So it was pretty, pretty catchy. Genius marketing. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, all right. So it seems like everything has kind of come together in your life, which is I'm very happy for you, especially since there was some rough years over there. But I want to yeah. know, um, would you ever do reality TV again? You went back and you did Bachelor Pad with your ex. So, I mean, you're a risk taker in that department. Yeah, you know, I'm not too big of a risk taker anymore. <laughs> Um, you know, it's been many years since I've done anything, um, on television, you know, related to, you know, reality TV stuff. Uh, I think the, probably one of the only shows I would even consider doing would be, um, my boyfriend and I were talking about this the other day. Uh, he actually used to be a professional basketball player, so mm-hmm. he's like really athletic. Um, the not survivor. What's the one? Amazing, amazing race. race. So I, I would do amazing race. I think that that is a really cool show. I really am into it. I don't even know if it's still on. Um, and dance with the stars. Okay. I, you know, I wanted to do dance with the stars always. Um, I did get a chance to dance on it, which was really fun. Um, but to be able to compete on it and dance, I think that would be probably the only two things I would consider. I'm a competitive person, so I need to be on something where I'm going to like work towards winning something and I don't want to win a guy. I kind of lost in that department last time. So I don't win <laughs> well, you money. won, but you also lost. <laughs> I feel like I'm a real winner. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you were. <laughs> um, so you have a new boyfriend. Can you tell us a little about him? How long you've been together? How you met? Yeah, we've been together for two and a half years. We actually celebrated our tier anniversary. We went on a trip to uh, Europe for three weeks, which was I'd never been, so he took me to my, um, you know, where my grandparents are from. We visited his grandparents in Bosnia, which is where he's from. Um, it was, we went to Paris. It was just, it couldn't have been more perfect. Uh, we met, though, through uh, mutual friends. We were, you know, at a birthday party and kind of, you know, looking at each other across the, we were at, it was a lake party, and we were kind of looking at each other and caught my eye and a friend of ours kind of saw us looking at each other and she introduced us and said, actually, you two would be perfect together. And she was right. You know, we've been together ever since. I remember going home that night and I called my mom. I said, mom, I met the man I'm going to marry. And she's like, what? And I was like, yes, I met him today and he is perfect. Oh, I love those stories. Those are the best. He's my yin to my yang. I'm, you know, loud and 
I'm super fun and I love to be around people and he's, you know, calm and he keeps me level headed and he, you know, he doesn't fuel my crazy when I'm crazy. Um, we just, we balance each other so, so well. It's, it's really, um, really nice. That's so nice. You guys uh, were talking about having kids in the future and you were very open a couple of years ago and you had a miscarriage of twins. They had twin transfusion, twin transfusion syndrome, which is when, can you explain that a little bit to our audience? Yeah. So there's a couple different types of twins. There's twins that have their own amniotic sac and have their own uh, placenta, right? And the mm-hmm. placenta is actually what um, feeds them as baby. That's where the nutrients comes from. There's twins that share an amniotic sac and share a placenta. Then there's twins that have their own amniotic sac, but share a placenta. So that's what I had. So my girls were in their own separate um, bags, right? Mm-hmm. But they shared a placenta. And mm-hmm. sometimes what happens is um, kind of explain it so people can understand is think of like a, a vein going from the placenta to the baby, right? And that's providing nutrients to each of them. They each have their own. Uh, one baby grew a much larger vein. Mm-hmm. So it was taking a lot more of the nutrients than the other twin was. So what happens is that twin now grows a lot faster and bigger and the other one doesn't get as much nutrients and doesn't grow like it should grow. Uh, so what happened was because the other twin grew so much bigger, so much faster than the other one, my water actually broke at five months oh, no. um, early. So I went into labor Ugh. and unfortunately they weren't um, old enough yeah. to breathe. So they were fully developed and uh, if they were born four weeks earlier, they could have survived. It's it's still to this day. I just four weeks later? Four weeks, four weeks is all they needed to be. No. It was four weeks older. Yeah. Oh, so, my gosh. I'm yeah, it was so a really sorry. traumatic thing. I had to um, I had to deliver one, and then I had a DC. Like, uh, they go in, and they had to remove the other twin. Um, and I started going into septic shock. Um after my water had broken, I, I refused to let them go because they saw it heartbeat. So about two days into it, um, they said, you know, there, there, there's no heartbeats. So we have to, you know, you have to give birth to one of these babies or we have to go in and remove because you're going to get really sick. Right. And, um, I ended up getting really sick. I, my fever went up to like one 104 and just kept going. So, I remember just like shaking. My whole body was just shaking and the nurses were literally just like throwing ice on me, like bags of ice. And um, I actually donated both my girls to research to help, you know, other mothers and them to learn, you know, why this happens. And so, uh, yeah, it's taken me um, a few years to kind of accept it. Mm -hmm. I think that's the hardest thing is accepting it. And recently we had uh, fertility, uh, fertility testing done um, to see if I would be able to have, you know, mm-hmm. babies again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as of a week ago, all my stuff came back normal. Yay, so that congrats. Is really, really good news. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I think we're going to start trying because, you know, I want two or three and – I want them now. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, well, recently you had, uh, you were pretty open about the plastic surgery that you had. It was a tummy tuck, right? No, I had a body. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is I, I read the Us Weekly and how 
completely incorrect it was. Okay. Um, I had one procedure done, actually. One. And what was that? Uh, not 10. Uh, what I did was, it's called body sculpting, body mm-hmm. sculpting mm-hmm. where basically they go and they make these little tiny incisions. Um, literally, the incision is the size of your pinky nail, like the tip of your pinky nail is how little the incision is. Um, and they go in and they basically just do a really small amount of lipo. So uh, I had um, kind of like a, a pregnancy pouch on my lower stomach. Yeah. So they went in there and they removed that, you know, fat that I had gained. And then, you know, they did a little bit on my arms, the back of my arms and the center of my legs and behind my legs. Um, kind of just make me look like I did before because during my pregnancy, I was having a really hard time eating. I was throwing up a lot. Mm-hmm. So the doctors literally were like, just eat. Eat whatever you want. Just eat. So yeah. I got into a... <laughs> you know, diet where I'd eat breakfast every morning and I would snack and then I'd have lunch and then another snack and then dinner and then I'd wake up in the middle of the night and have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and Oreos. Hey, this sounds like a dream. (laughs) So I started gaining weight, which was good. That's what I needed to. Um, But then, you know, after my miscarriage, my body was kind of still on that diet. So I kept still eating that way. And then, you know, for the first year after that, I was really, really depressed and I didn't want to work out. I didn't want to go out. I just didn't want to do anything. Like I just wanted to be this homebody. I didn't want to be around people. It was really hard for me. So then I just kind of kept gaining weight. Uh, I got up to like 150 pounds. And just so you know, on the show, I was 120 pounds. Yeah. Wow. Barely. Yeah. Um, I know when people see me, you know, before the pregnancy, everyone's like, wow, you're so tiny in person. I was like, I know TV really does make us look a lot bigger than it, we are. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted that little bit of weight, you know, taken off just so I kind of could look in the mirror and not feel, um, that loss anymore. It's really hard because every single day I would, I would get up and I would, you know, get ready and I would look at myself and every time I looked at my body, I thought I would think of my girls and it just became this just pain every single day. And I needed to not feel that anymore so I can recover and I can move past it. And so that's where we are. Now you, um, have, you obviously were kind of, I don't want to say forced to be honest about the miscarriage, but since you did deliver them at five months, um, and you had already announced that you're pregnant, you had to be honest with the following about it, but there's a lot of taboo. I did a whole, um, I have another podcast called, I don't get it. And we did a whole, I don't get miscarriages and all the, the taboos that come along with it and kind of how women just feel shamed that, you know, you can't even announce your pregnancy until three months because of a risk of it may, you know, fall apart. Is there anything that you want to share with our audience about just women and how frequent miscarriages are and how they should be able to just talk freely about it? Because so many women go through it. I think it's one in 10. What is it? one in five women will experience it or something like that? Something pretty close to that. Um, I think uh, the crazy number is one in five pregnancies end in miscarriages, actually. Oh, that's it. That was the set So one out of five uh, pregnancies will end in a miscarriage. Most miscarriages do happen within the first uh, first month or first three months, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, to have a miscarriage of uh, five plus months is pretty rare. Yeah. And you kind of see those in um, very rare situations, kind of, you know, with twins especially. Right. I knew I was a high-risk pregnancy. Um but it, it is a taboo, and you don't hear people talk about it. Women do feel ashamed of it, which they shouldn't. It, it's not their 
fault. No. And I think that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to open up and talk about it is because when it happened to me, I felt so alone. I felt ashamed. I'm I felt so alone. Aren't. I didn't know what to do. And it wasn't until it happened that my mom started opening up about her miscarriages. And, you know, I was an I was a rainbow baby for my mom. My oh, really? sister was a rainbow baby. So my mom oh. had actually had a miscarriage before me, several after me. And but you didn't know. I, you know, I knew she had had a miscarriage. I didn't know to the extent of that. I didn't know when they happened. I didn't know much about it, you know, because um, she just didn't talk about it. So I learned that, you know, she had had some long miscarriages that happened months down the road when she was pregnant. And then she had some that happened early on, but she had, she had experienced the pain I'd gone through and, um, you know, hearing her talk about it, it, it made me feel, um, it made me feel safe. I, I didn't feel ashamed anymore. I, I felt more comfortable being able to talk to her about it. Uh, and then after that, you know, there was other family members and really good friends of mine because, you know, the first couple of weeks after it happened, I was in bed rest and I didn't talk about it yet. It wasn't until after, you know, I, I that I wrote the post and announced it. It was mm-hmm. literally the shelves had just been posted with um, a magazine about my gender reveal. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh my God. Um, so my close friends and family knew about it and people started opening up to me and talking to me. And it, it blew my mind that some of my best friends that I know everything about had never shared it with me or shared it with anybody. Um, or family members had, you know, had these miscarriages and they don't talk about it. And I, you know, I didn't understand. I said, why don't, why don't we talk about this between each other? I go, because now that we are talking about it, we all are feeling a healing. Like we feel like we are healing finally. Um, and I think even with my mom, you know, talking to me about it, she felt like after you know 30 years, she's finally now healing. And a lot of things, especially with pain, we kind of push it down. And, you know, one thing I, you know, I did talk to a therapist um, for a little while. And one thing they say is when, when you push those, um, those feelings down, the bad feelings, right? They actually create you suppressing good feelings. Um, and they create this um, very, like, I don't know how to explain it. Um, they just make you very numb to anything. Good, bad, doesn't matter. Um, and you don't want that to happen. So she says, you know, the best thing to do is talk about it. It, it just talk about it. I know that sounds so cliche, but it is talk about it. And so I knew being in the public eye, I had to let people know what's going on. You know, I remember in the hospital or not in the hospital, when I first got out of the hospital, I was still getting uh, text messages and messages through fans telling them congratulations. I actually oh, came no. home and I had a couple of my girlfriends who had sent me um, Etsy gifts mm-hmm. yeah. for the, for me that I still haven't opened. I still have them. They told me when they found out about the miscarriage, they said, don't open the packages. You know, we sent you. Keep them. Save them. Yeah. You will be a mom one day. Yeah. And when you became a mom, open our presents for you. So I still have those wrapped up, never looked at them, but don't even know what they are. Um so I knew I had to come out and I had to talk about it. And when I did, the amount of support and women who reached out to me and told me about their own stories, um, they were really, it was really sad. But all of a sudden I just had this circle of women who we could support each other and lean on each other and talk about things. And there was also a lot of really positive stories. There was women that would talk about their miscarriages and now they're rainbow babies or they've got three kids now. And so then it created this just overflow of hope for me. 
And I realize it's not the end of the world. And I know this sucks and I know it hurts and it's hard, but guess what? I'm still going to be able to be a mom one day, whether I have my own baby or I adopt a baby. I'm still going to be a mom one day. Um, so having those women a part of my life um, really was what helped me kind of pick myself back up and keep going. I'm so grateful for you for sharing that. And I think that so many other people need to be as open about it as you because it does help that healing process. And I, t- I just want to like leave by saying that the next time you're on this podcast, I hope it's you talking about your rainbow babies. I really hope And if so. you come on, if you want to talk about the babes. Yeah. Well, you know, we're... We are in the process of, you know, trying, but not trying, but still kind of trying. Like you kind of pulled the goalie, but you're not doing like as much effort as they require, possibly. Like we're not, you know, planning it out, but we're not preventing it from happening kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, So if it happens, I think we'll be really happy (laughs) if it happens. Um, but I think that sometimes when you put too much pressure on it, that actually prevents you from getting pregnant. Right. So we are just, you know, letting it away. (laughs) <laughs> yes enjoying the Enjoy. practice if it works. um yeah and we we know we've discussed other options and we've discussed adopting mm. uh, which is definitely something we'd be open to i even told him even if we have our own kid i'd still be open to adopting um and i don't even care to adopt a baby you know i'm okay adopting a toddler or you know i'm i don't know i just want children really bad all right well we really hope that you have that soon you're so sweet i've loved getting to know you over the past 20 minutes or so um (laughs) like i just wish you the the very best you're so sweet um all right well vienna thank you for joining us for the first time on the podcast and we hope to talk to you again yes i hope that it is with some good news next time i talk to you all right bye bye What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. One guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. (laughs) 
<laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I, I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. 
But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We all know that sleep is important. But consider someone who you know who's in the military or a veteran. Imagine how much a good night's sleep means to them. From military heroes to everyday heroes, the new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed helps everyone get the proven quality sleep that will change their life. According to Sleep Number Research, the optimum sleep environment is 65 degrees. That sounds chilly to me, but you know, who? what do I know? with a 65% humidity. And at 65 degrees, our bodies remain thermally neutral, meaning they don't have to do anything to create or shield heat. That's actually super interesting. To me, a perfect night's sleep is, is a night that I don't have to set the alarm because then I don't have that anxiety in the back of my mind about how, like when I'm gonna have to wake up and how that's gonna feel. Sleep number beds allow you to adjust on each side what your ideal firmness, support, and comfort is. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. That sounds incredible. It is incredible because I get to experience it, and I think you should too. You can experience the new effortless comfort of the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed during the Veterans Day sale that's going on right now. You can save... on the new Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. It's now only $1,799, plus their exclusive savings for people in the military and veterans. You'll only find Sleep Number at one of their 600 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Find one near you at sleepnumber.com slash Ben. Okay, well, that was an amazing interview. I really liked her. And now I have some other people that I really like in the room, (laughs) Joe and Kendall. But before we get to talking to them, we got to thank Scene Dating. Scene Dating has brought to you these special Napa episodes of the Almost Famous podcast. Scene Dating is a new approach to online dating. Scene Dating is the next generation dating app that offers complete transparency to men and women looking for the perfect match. Transparent dating means a new, innovative, and honest approach to dating, which allows singles an opportunity to match on human connections and chemistry. So let yourself be seen and enjoy the safest, most positive, and respectful dating environment ever created. All right, Kendall and Joe. Last time we had you guys on... It was July, and you were kind of settling in your new place together. How has it been living together? It's been great. Yeah, it's been fun. I mean, like, yeah. are you going to ever say anything other than it's been great? I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, fair, okay, that's we have one. Fair. I guess the only thing. We fight. I mean, we get in fights every, yeah. every so often. I feel we're, like we're, we're professional uh, arguers. 
<laughs> I think that's how it is when you get to this like in yeah. uh, like a year and a half into a relationship. Yeah. There's just a lot more bickering because you're so comfortable with each other that you don't keep any annoyances in. Oh, no. Yeah. We're really open with each other. Uh, Kendall's a, she's, she's a good arguer. So it's, yeah. It's, you know, sometimes got, it drives yeah. me crazy. I can't. I'm the kind Can of person that. Tea? This is my tea. Okay. Oh. Joe's right. sick. So. Right. Sick. <laughs> But er. I, I'm the type of person that I, if if we're fighting, I can't go to bed. It drives me oh, crazy. Oh, no. Joe, yeah. I'll admit, Stay Joe's up. always the bigger person. <laughs> well, I'm so stubborn. What I do is like I'll, I'll, I'll leave the room. I'll go, I'll go in the den and then I'll be like, I'll be sitting there and I'll be fuming. And then like a half hour later, I'll kick the door open. I'll be like, and this, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, you don't make any sense. Like, whatever. It's true. It's true. It's funny. I feel like I over, I, I analyze conversations and like, I remember every detail of it. So, you know, it's, it's hard, to, it's hard to escape me being right. <laughs> That's, I've been right. I've been right a few Joe times. Joe has been right. I think two times. <laughs> Joe, I think tally. you'll relate with me in the way that like sometimes I'll say something and Jared will pick it like he is so specific about word choice. Yes. I'm like, okay, that is he'll interpret it like one way. He's like, you said these words together. And I'm like, that was not the connotation that I was in. Are you yes. kidding me? Like, you know, I didn't mean that. And he's like, yeah. well, that's what you said. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So, so I feel funny. like Kendall's the exact same way where she's yeah. going to like an, analyze I'm like, precisely it's all about, what you said. It's all about intention. Yeah, and, and, it's all about and intention. It, I'll be proving a point and then she'll bring back like what I said and she'll just keep saying it and I'll be like, all right, fine. I said that and I didn't I mean that. it because yeah. I don't even know what I said. All right. Yeah. I just said it. <laughs> you know? I love this. I wish, you know what's so one great. thing I feel like we just need to be more open about, especially since we're in like these public relationships where everything that they see on Instagram is pretty and all yeah. I'm not like I don't think you need to go on Instagram and be like our relationship isn't as wonderful as it seems we do this yeah. and do that but yeah. I think in interviews it's fun to be like no like of course yeah. it's not fluffy and pleasant in our house all the time <laughs> exactly I mean we we get along, f- along blah, 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 easy for me to say lately. it's pretty fl- late, lately it's, it's been, been pretty fluffy I don't think we've had an argument but it's co- it's coming, and I'll, you know, oh, yeah. I'm gonna tell you, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why because we're traveling a yeah. lot. Oh yeah, this we're month. traveling. So tomorrow we're going to Japan. Japan, yeah, Japan. Oh, I don't know. I don't it's know when okay. this is being. You guys, when this was recorded, they were going to Japan. Yeah, there you go. It's an easy fix. But we're gonna be doing a lot of traveling. Then we're going to Chicago for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and then- first time I'm actually going to Joe's family's in Chicago for Thanksgiving. And for Christmas, what are you guys doing? Christmas. I think, I think Joe's going to be coming coming to my place. Okay, yeah, so I it's think, the first switch off. Yes. Year. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to do LA for Christmas. I th- I may stay in Chicago Christmas Eve yeah. and then fly out in the morning. It's because he we're in LA all the time yeah. and he doesn't get to see his family as much. So, yeah. but that's different. Yeah. Because with us, we have both East Coast families. Yeah. So you know, one's for one, one's for the other. His parents are going to our place for thanksgiving though oh so that's that's really it's really my the in-laws get along so well that's great it's a blessing but i was like but for christmas i don't get my parents because my dad has to work the day after Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay so is this fair breakup (laughs) yeah right (laughs) yeah anyway let's go back to your trip you're going to japan you guys argue more when you're in in travel mode no but i think after after the four weeks of traveling being together it's yeah. a stress well we're together all the yeah, time exactly. Yeah, exactly we're so. together all the time which- but there are like stressful times when traveling especially in a country that doesn't 
primarily speak English yeah. and trying to and like not knowing how to navigate the bus scene, the buses or the subways or anything like that. So, you know, stresses will be high. I'm, I'm sure that'll. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. I just, I just <laughs> know, I know not to get into Joe's way when he chooses restaurants. <laughs> I know. Yep. I love Joe controls the food. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a food. planner. I've planned. I planned a Joe lot is a for great this Tokyo planner. trip. Talk about what you were telling me last night with the Alon recommendations. So you oh, guys yeah. all know Alon, the former executive producer of the show. He's a massive foodie. You yes. can follow him at, um, is it Food, food of Alon? Food, food of Alon. Yeah. Food of Alon on Instagram. And um, he goes to Tokyo or he goes to Japan goes to like three time. times a year yeah. just to eat, you guys. Like, he likes the culture and all, but he will, like, make a, a last-minute reservate like flight and reservation if he can get in somewhere just to eat and then he'll fly back like 48 hours later it's nutty well it's so it's so difficult to get into these restaurants you need for so he gave me like 20 30 recommendations um and i couldn't get into like 15 of them because you need 60 days advance it's crazy in japan they don't around they're like hey if you you need a reservation really yeah like you can i don't i don't think you could just walk in what are yeah. we looking forward to eating, Ooh. to doing? Well, I mean, obviously sushi. Yeah. Um, yes. What's your ramen. favorite kind of roll? Uh, I, I, I'm not a big roll guy. Oh, what I do just, you like? I just like the cut pieces. Oh, okay. The fresh salmon. fish. Salmon. I'm all about that salmon. Kendall loves salmon. Joe's really into tuna. I, I love I, tuna. I, I love tuna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you're either a salmon person or a tuna person. Yeah. I'm know? such a tuna person. Yeah, I, I take tuna over salmon. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, I take I take salmon over tuna. So. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. That's we'll be even. Fight. We'll be even. <laughs> Although I don't know, there's a lot. Of, All she's doing is eating salmon the whole trip. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of salmon in Japan. I don't think that's like the main fish. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, it seems like an American fish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so what are we gonna do over there? And then we Ooh. got well. He's we like, have, wait, I'm not. I'm he's like, wait, he's like selling food. We have ramen. Yeah. Then you have like the traditional Japanese sandwich, which is like. They do it like on white katsu. bread. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, katsu, and, but like with wagyu beef, that's gonna be really good. Uh, um, and then there's a pizza place that Alan actually rec- recommended a to me. A pizza place, right? And they say it's better than Naples, Italy. Like, and it looks <laughs> so good. Can Joe has to go to pizza in every I country. I will. I will. It's called like pizza. I I can't pronounce it, but <laughs> it's called pizza. Joe, do you remember <laughs> how hard you were with interviews when you were first a newbie? On the franchise? Yes. Oh, yeah. We actually just talked about this. And now you just can't shut up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) I remember. It's about food. um, I like it. I like it. I remember, like, you were one of the first people to interview me on the red carpet. And you're like, so, how's it going? I'm like, it's good. I think that was, like, must have been your first set of, like, in-person interviews. It was. It was. And I was, I was low-key, like, really freaking out. That's why. (laughs) It wasn't that I, 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 you know, didn't have a personality. It was just I didn't know how to, you know, use it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that looks amazing. Yeah, that's that the white so pizza. Good. Yeah. He, I guess this, you this guy only You guys can go to the two. food of a lawn to see this picture. Yeah. All right. Nice. All right. Then you told me last night that you're going to do some Mario Kart thing. We'll oh, explain. yes. Mario Kart. Um, so you can actually drive one of the Mario Karts and dress. We want to dress up as the characters. So I think I'm going to be. I see. I'm not as. Uh, I don't know a lot about Mario Kart. I think I'm gonna be a mushroom <laughs> when um, I dress up. I'm gonna be that's Yoshi. Yoshi. Yeah. 
So that should be fun. And there's also um, in Kyoto, there's an an island near Kyoto where you can um, go hang out with a bunch of deer. Mm -hmm. And they have like hedgehog cafes. You can hold a hedgehog while eating eating or drinking coffee. They make really good coffee out there. There's a lot of good coffee spots I want to go to. I feel like Japan is a place of (laughs) people who are like like specialize in things you know what i mean i feel yeah. like there's so much passion and dedication to like a specific field and it's passed down like through generation to generation so i have a lot of admiration for like how like like perfected they are at each individual category <laughs> category of what i mean food i think okay. yeah i think like primarily cultural food, categories cultural categories okay. yeah because like coffee, it's taken very seriously. Sushi's taken very everything seriously. Ramen, everything. Even yeah. salt. Like there's yeah. a, there's like a restaurant that like they just like kind of showcase salt, and then they have um, soft serve ice cream, and then you make the ice cream coat, and then they sprinkle like a different kind of like um, sea salt on there. Yeah, it looks really okay. Good. So I've just decided that we're going to go on a couples trip together. Yes, and I yes. want Joe to do all the food, and I want to go on a trip. So I know I've complained about this multiple times on the podcast i'm sure but jared like doesn't have this passion for food that i do and it makes me like really sad i see i I didn't at first (laughs) really i didn't at first i mean i would usually just eat the same thing every day i would make like rice and vegetables and that's what i would and i'd be like happy with that but joe has opened my eyes up so much and now i find myself getting more and more bougie because of joe yeah. I got really There's bougie no after our Italian trip. After yeah. our honeymoon. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. was Italy, like, Italy oh, I... changes um, how you feel about pasta. Like, for sure. I yeah. go to Italy. I just buy stuff at Italy now. Fresh pasta. Okay. Italy's so and good. imported stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I would love to do this. Mm-hmm. So you guys, when you vacation, and you went to Europe together mm-hmm. last, last year, do yeah. you feel more bonded after those trips? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. same. <laughs> you go yeah. through a lot. <laughs> Yeah, you do. Yeah, Europe was great too. I mean, we just walked everywhere and just exploring and trying Amsterdam. new things together. Amsterdam was Tried crazy. A space cake together. Oh, babe, don't tell people. What's a space cake? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. Oh, it's tell me. It's a little. It's a little like it's a you know, like a little no, it's like an edible cake. cake. Yeah, oh. it's just a little pound cake with a little bit of marijuana in it. Oh, that's it. fine. It's yeah. legal in it's California. True. It's guys. legal. It's legal. But yeah. it was one of the most hilarious experiences. I mean, I, I do. I do uh, encourage encourage people are you of encouraging age, people to of age to try it yeah it was it was pretty wild so yeah. i'll tell you this is something for the podcast <laughs> that's we never talked about here before because we're pretty pg and squeaky clean but jared and i have both never smoked pot had an edible anything like that and i kind of like i keep telling him mm-hmm. now that it's legal like i don't feel like i'm breaking any law yeah i'm like let's just do it together once it'll be super fun and we'll just do it in our apartment doors locked you yes, know doors locked. doors locked and he won't do it with doors, me. really locked. yeah but i'm not gonna do it without him like yes it's, it's a, we do it together or we we i don't we don't do it at all yeah i agree you, you should i mean it's it's not that bad. It's a different deal, perception you know? of reality is what it is. Yeah. Well, Jared's paranoid in general. Like, he's paranoid and scared of pretty much everything. Yeah. So I don't know that he's going to have the best time. That's the thing. If it's, you don't feel comfortable with it and you feel paranoid going into it, then it's not the if best. If you're paranoid in general, like, I can yeah. only imagine. Well, I, I'm a paranoid person. But when yeah. you go to these stores now, especially in LA, you could tell them, like, hey, listen, I get paranoid. Oh, and yeah. then they'll give you a strand that doesn't, you know... You, doesn't make you paranoid huh. or as paranoid as regular weed would cool so yeah. all right well to wrap this up i wanted to talk about the scene app for a second you guys talked a lot about it with ben and i'm a little bit unfamiliar with it can you tell me what you learned in the last podcast 
So scene is a we're actually really excited to be a part of it. Very um, excited. It's about it's it's about transparent dating. And what I mean by that is that um whenever you match with somebody, all all of your messages and video chats are public for everybody to see. So everybody else that's on the app can see your conversations and see your video this chats. It's weird. It's yes, it, it is weird, but that's why it's fun. It's yeah. definitely fun. I guess you're going to be very careful about what you say. It's but not going to ever get creepy, mm-hmm. which is why it's the safest. Yeah, yeah that's the point. And, and it's for people that actually want to date. It's for serious daters. Yeah. And it may be scary if you're shy. <laughs> but, but once you overcome that and you, know, you step out, what is it, Kendall? The edge of your comfort zone? Life begins at the edge of your comfort Thank zone. Thank you, oh, yeah. Kendall. We need to hang out more because our guys are both the exact same. Yes. Jared is obsessed with his comfort zone. And yeah. I'm always telling him that quote. Yeah. Like, and the magic happens outside your comfort zone so with that, like, that circle and all that demonst- the diagram that they have. Yep. But even like our lives. Do you love lives. your do you love your comfort zone? Um No, I don't mind. I think you've out of gotten into I, I think since Joe has broken out of his comfort zone so many times. No, I'm just in the past few years. All over the I think place. now I mean, he was, <laughs> he was everywhere. You know, pushed into dancing with the stars, <laughs> the ultimate non-comfort zone. Yep. Yeah, that yep. was it. I mean, for me, yeah, I had to do, like Doing that show was yeah. something I wasn't good at. I was so uncomfortable. But you know, once you do it, it's like yeah. it's just I'm free now. You know. And one thing it's we like can dancing relate. Dancing machine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dance. I talk all the time. Yeah, yeah. Wait, let's get Jared on Dancing with the Stars. He would love it though. Oh. He loves performing. Oh. It's 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 such a great experience. And also, everyone that's a part of that show is just so so great to work with. Have you been watching Hannah? Um. Yeah, yeah. We actually went to the show uh, last week. The Halloween show. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, but, she's, um, I think she's doing great. I know. I, I think... Um, Jenna just got voted off. Yeah, poor oh, Jenna. I love my Jenna. My partner, she got voted off. Krama. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, to bring it back to the, <laughs> bring it back to the, to the scene app. Should Hannah get on the scene app? Yes. I mean, I feel, like, I feel like one thing is that being a part of Bachelor Nation, you're no stranger to having a public relationship and yeah. for everybody to see every step, the good and the bad of your relationship. And I, I can speak for Joe and I. I felt like our relationship got so much stronger the more transparent it was and the more that we shared it with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we found strength in that with each other. And yeah. so um, I think that's the reason why we're talking to Mike. He's um, the founder of the scene up and he initially wanted to create like a reality TV show out of it. And so he was talking with us and, you know, we had this idea of spreading it to having, allowing like so many people to have this experience um, with dating. And it brings it back to like the traditional form of dating too. In a sense, yes, and and, it, and, all, and you also do have the option to go private, yeah. and you can oh. meet somebody you're really into. It's not like you then you don't stay on the app and okay. keep chatting, right. and you, you know you yeah. go do your own thing in the real world. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, the formal explanation of the scene app is scene app is the next generation dating app for online daters fed up with fake profiles and time wasters. Scene is the first and only dating experience that offers complete transparency to men and women looking for their perfect match. Transparent dating means a new, innovative, and honest approach to dating, which allows singles who are serious about dating an opportunity to match on real human connections and chemistry. And that means more real connections. So if you're tired of relying on a contrived profile and a set of might look like me, but not quite like me pictures, (laughs) Um, (laughs) scene reveals a potential partner's complete personality, charisma, and lets you choose. 
let yourself be seen, enjoy the safest, most positive and respectful dating environment ever created. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for explaining scene and have fun on your trip to Japan. I can't <laughs> wait to hear about the food. Oh, yes. We will. I'm Joe will for sure like be maniac. posting. Yep. Amazing. <laughs> Maybe we post a day. Here I come. Yes. Okay, great. I'll be looking out for those. And I will also look out for the pictures of you guys being Mario Kart. Woo. Thank you for joining me here on the Almost Famous Podcast. I'm sure you guys are tired of being here, but we appreciate you every time. Oh, no. We love being here. Love Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So, like, how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. 
But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, this is so awful, but I I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long, it, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let them sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. And really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I said that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now we have another wonderful Bachelor alum guest. Your Bachelor alum now, Katie Morton. Wowza. How does that feel? Like, you're done. Like, Ugh. you are engaged. So, like, you... Well, if it doesn't last, then you can go on another show. Just but we don't want that to be the situation. So I'm just going to stay alum. You're just going to stay alum. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I'll stay alum for life. Okay. Um, I like it. I feel, I feel like it's a relief. Amazing. I made it. All right. I have a, a list of rapid fire questions for you because Ben went and he did a whole serious convo with you in the last episode. Heck yeah, he did. Did he get dark? <laughs> I'm Maybe I did. well we're gonna be light and fun right now with the katie rapid fire which is apparently my specialty i think you get to know somebody just as well through rapid fire as you do deep dark combos perfect okay um your first your favorite physical trait of chris's dang his hands his hands hands down hands down explain describe 
I like manly hands. Mm-hmm. I like the nail bed. I like the how big they are. I don't know, man. Something about those hands. Understandable. <laughs> what was your first impression of Chris in two words? First impression. It doesn't words. have to be pretty. Who's this? Who's this? That's good. That's first impression. He's hot. <laughs> Who was the person or persons that you told the producers that you wanted to see in paradise? Ooh. Um, I said I want a silver fox. That was exactly what I said. I said it in my intro. So then, well, I got one. A silver fox. Were you talking about anyone in particular? At one point, I thought, and I think I said this on the podcast before, Peter Krause. Okay, yeah, because I was like, I don't know if there's any other silver foxes. There was Peter. There's a Rachel's whole season, I felt, that there were older guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the last one with yeah. older guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you were looking out for Rachel's peeps. Mm-hmm. You mentioned to Jared during Help I Suck at Dating that you and Chris basically... You go watch TV all day long, snuck <laughs> on the couch, and then you go to dinner. And those are your visits with each other, which yeah. I love. What was the last show? What was the show that you binge watch? Are you watch? Are you binge watch anything, or do you watch just we like what's on TV? Movie. It was called Fractured, and I was scared. <laughs> I was scared. It was called Fractured. It was really a mind. It was one of those mind mystery movies where you don't. I really didn't know what was going to happen at the end, and that's one movie that i can say i actually got through because okay. i really wanted to know what was going to happen i was on the edge of my seat but i hated that he was leaving the next day because then scared. i didn't want to be at my house with yeah. myself <laughs> i was like oh no and i walk into my house with my fingers shaped like a gun like who's there <laughs> was it you who had a scary break-in i did yeah i Are did you okay with talking about that um i am it was the day i was supposed to leave for paradise oh my gosh yeah what it happened? wasn't um it was a someone who was homeless and on a lot of drugs so luckily it wasn't someone who was a fan or anything like that i know people were worried about that it was someone who wasn't in their right mind and that was really scary for me i was supposed to be home but um, by the grace of God, I was not. He went into my room, knocked all of the stuff that I had packed for paradise onto the floor, um, had trashed my house. He put a lot of um, Aquafina bottle labels on my floors, on my wood floor, stuck them all to my floor like a puzzle. Weird. Creepy. Did I hear something about like him dancing? Yeah. So my neighbors, he was like screaming, <laughs> yelling. My neighbors saw him. He was smashing vases outside. Um, and he was apparently dancing around and then dancing in my house. I guess the police came in and got him. Um, he had tried to take $4 from me, which was sitting right next to my MacBook Pro. He took the $4 and threw it in the bush angrily. <laughs> that's did, that's did, was what I heard. Didn't take the Mac. Didn't take the Mac. He was like, screw this MacBook Pro. I want $4 and then I want to get rid of it quick. <laughs> that's when you know he's not in his right mind. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you, you kind of alluded to the fact that you got through Fractured, the movie. I did. Because you often fall asleep while, <laughs> while watching movies with Chris. Yes. What was the last movie you fell asleep during that's a good question because typically i can't even get to the first line of the movie <laughs> no i'm not way. kidding i'm not kidding i'm i am so as soon as the movie's on chris turns the lamp off and as soon as the lamp's off i'm off <laughs> i <laughs> yeah. swear it's like the lamp goes off and my eyes shut and i try so hard i think there's part of me that 
you know how you're almost like half asleep and he's like are you sleeping i'm like no yeah and i get up really fast i'm, yeah. like, I'm not sleeping and i get really defensive about yeah, it and I then know. i lay back down and i and i'm sleeping again but me I, too i do the same thing i lie i like i wake up and i lie to him i'm like i'm not sleeping at all what are you talking about get off my back <laughs> i get sort of defensive and embarrassed too when i keep falling asleep during movies because we just can't do it anymore right <laughs> I don't even know. Even if it's like relatively early, like seven thirty or something, midway through, I'll be like, "Ooh, I'm so cozy," and just yes. like something about falling asleep to a movie is so comforting. It's so nice, but I don't know why I get defensive and tell them I'm, I tell him I'm not sleeping. That's so funny. Um, okay, so <laughs> what did you guys do after you go and fall asleep on the couch or you watch TV? What kind of restaurants do you usually go to? Ooh, um, lately Italian, okay. which I never used to go to. Um, I never, ever went to Italian restaurants. That's so interesting. That's like the go-to. Really? In my family and with Jared and I too. Oh yeah. Like a lot of, and it's also really romantic. Um, I was a big, like I would always go to Mexican restaurants, Mm -hmm. but, um, he, Chris likes fine dining and the only reason I don't like it is because I have to get ready. (laughs) sometimes you got to get ready but then once i'm ready and stuff i love the experience um and the italian food that i've tried a lot of the times we went to some really nice italian places in new york when we were there and in chicago and it's so beautiful and a lot of the uh two of the restaurants we went to we got to see them make pasta in front of us which i thought was really really cool very nice So. so i have a suggestion for your next date night because since I went to Italy. We've I've become a food snob, and I just get fresh, organic, um, imported pasta from Italy. Whoa! So when he comes to visit you in LA, mm-hmm. go to Italy, get all the imported things, and like make dinner together. Yes. And what I craft now in our kitchen to me is better than what we go out to get. Really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, Katie. My last question for you because you dress so well in paradise and you're dressed so cute right now in front of me where is your go-to place to shop show me your mumu every time okay show me your mumu has clothes that you can go out in and they also have really loungy clothes i like wearing oversized things because then i can um eat more mm-hmm. so mood amazing my kind of girl all right katie thank you so much for participating in ashley's rapid fire that's the way i'm gonna say it from now on rapid fire and next up we'll have crystal amazing thank you thank you tis the season to elect benefits through your workplace most people know open enrollment as a decision time for healthcare coverage doing this ad is a great reminder that i have to do this over thanksgiving break something i do with my dad every year just okay that's a spiel but it is also the perfect moment to reassess your life for insurance needs as well another thing i should probably go over with my dad when i'm at home at thanksgiving thank you for the note so to properly provide for your family most people need 10 times the life insurance coverage than what they get through their jobs which means that your employer life insurance is leaving you underinsured that's where policy genius can help you policy genius is the easy way to shop for a life insurance plan that's not tied to your job in minutes you can compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price once you apply the policy genius team will handle all the paperwork and the red tape and the life insurance that you buy through policy genius stays with you even if you leave your job whoa that is good good deal 
And Policy Genius doesn't just make it easy to get life insurance. They can also help you find the right home and auto insurance and disability insurance too. All that is very important to have, especially if you have a family. Um, you can buy, you know, gifts for the holidays that you can hold in your hand and put under the Christmas tree. But truly, you can save yourself with Policy Genius and you can get amazing insurance at the end of the day. That's really one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself and your family. So when you're looking at your workplace benefits this month, make sure to double check your life insurance options and then go to policygenius.com and get quotes and apply in minutes. Policy Genius, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. All right, next up, I want to bring in my friend Crystal Nielsen. She's been on the podcast a ton lately, but I figure since she's up here in Napa, as mine as well get her opinions on the hottest of all Bachelor topics in the past couple of weeks, and that has been the breakup of Demi and Christian. Hey, what's Hi. up, girl? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, were you expecting uh, to see the end of Christian and, and, and Demi? You know, I want to say that I was really... I remember at our wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's where I was. Was going the next. first time that I heard that they were dating, yeah. and there was the same sex relationship, and it was the first of history for the Bachelor uh, uh, that was televised mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. publicly known. Yeah, and do you know something we don't know? Is there another <laughs> one? No, there have been dozens in the past. <laughs> Just that I've heard. I've heard through the vine. Oh, have you? I've <laughs> I heard have. these. <laughs> well, yeah, there was some that were like notoriously like bisexual. I think like Jamie was one. Yeah, and right. But did he, she ever hook up with somebody from the show? Um, not that I'm aware of. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but there Christian is. wasn't from the show. Like yeah. she wasn't. You know, she was a regular person. Yeah. If you will. But, but I will say going back to your question was, those my first time hearing about a same sex relationship. And it was actually on my wedding day. I know. And I was like, what? And I would, the whole time I was like, how is this going to play out? Oh, my, my mind was freaking blown yeah. for like a solid, 30 days. <laughs> like, I was like, but it was, how? It, you're mind blown because she was able to bring on someone. The whole thing. The world. The whole thing. It was just something I did not see coming. Mm-hmm. And that it was someone that wasn't from the show that they'd been dating prior to filming. There was just so many uh, areas around it that were so out of the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say watching it unfold, I thought it was really beautiful how it really came to be yeah i mean they were so rootable during their yeah, season absolutely. the love was definitely there the feelings were palpable yeah and i think that um really seeing christian just felt so authentic to me mm-hmm. yeah i really liked her and i was i was really rooting for them yeah but coming off the show i remember saying like when we were there at reunion at the, the final taping i was like look there's a lot of pressure that comes of being a bachelor couple i'm mm-hmm. sure as you know and they're all very young and this is very new and they are dealing with a lot of hate a lot of pressure a lot of exposure and not to mention demi was just figuring out <laughs> if she mm-hmm. what her gender preference was yeah. in a relationship yeah. so i think it was just probably a lot to deal with and process yeah um i think it was a give a giveaway that in the past month or so there had been no instagram like content none. of the two of them mm. 
on Help I, I Suck like at been Dating, more than a month. Katie had actually said that she doesn't want to post photos with Chris because she feels like it'll lead on the audience, sort of. She's mm. like, I'm not going to post until I feel 100% solid with you. So mm. I think that's like very mature yeah. and authentic. So, I'm, you know, Demi obviously wasn't just posting pictures with Christian for the likes. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think that was a giveaway a little bit that well, they were on a rough road. Yeah, I think that there's just a lot of... I mean, of course, if you don't see couples together, yeah. especially coming off of a show when you're yeah. really being celebrated, like yeah. that is your time to like yeah. get the love, get the support and just be proud of your relationship, especially because they were really setting history that um, I was really surprised that I hadn't seen any, yeah, me too. Of any interaction of them together. Right. So I think it makes sense. Um, and I just wish them the best. I think that they're just figuring it out. And you know who you should really interview is Christian. I would I know, love right? I would love to hear her perspective. Oh, Let's yeah. write that down. Because nobody's been like pulled into pulled the in. world like she was. Oh, talk about flipped upside down. Right. I mean, just the magnitude of it. I would love to talk with her. It'd be so good. It'd be so good. Let's book her right, right. now. Can we text her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we get can her, we, like, on call her next week? Our next in-depth <laughs> episode? Message her. That would be amazing. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I mean, I can't say that I'm surprised just because of what the lack of what we've seen lately, but it's sad. It sucks. I was rooting for them hard. Yeah, I was too. It was really fun to watch the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also had this pondering question that I just kept thinking of during the season and after their engagement. I was like, if they were to have continued to date... In real life over the summer, would they have ever gotten engaged? Right. Well, I think that, I mean, honestly, a lot of couples and I think if Chris and I would have met. Yeah. In real you, life, you like we wouldn't have gotten, gotten engaged, engaged after a month. month. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying that's basically like every yeah. other bachelor couple. Of course, you're yeah. just in that environment where. And for those the listeners who don't know, or you know, I'm sure you do because you listen every week, right? Well, they to the can podcast. know like from the knowledge perspective, yeah. but they can't know from the emotional from the perspective. Real, yeah. yeah, you are just you are supported in such a way, especially for Chris and I. I mean, you are just hand almost hand fed this amazing support of this relationship to blossom and thrive and like everyone's behind you everyone's rooting for you and i mean it's an incredible feeling honestly i mean it really is and you find yourself in these situations where i mean when you and jared came down actually was (laughs) you were there it was actually a you know memorable day in our relationship okay so why was that a big day in in your relationship with Chris. (laughs) So after you guys got engaged, um, all the producers pulled all of us to have like important conversations about, you know, Hey, we're more than half with your paradise. Where do we see this relationship going? Do we see ourselves getting married and kids? And Chris and I decided that night to, um, go into the boom, boom room for the first time. The first time. And for those who don't know, (laughs) you guys know what happens. There's only one camera. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of 12 around right. you. And what do you think the camera person, not the camera person, but I guess the person up in the control room, do you think they watch or of not? Of course they watch it. We could see the camera following us. Really? Moving. Yeah, we were kind of into it. 
Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like that we're doing a sex tape type exactly. thing. Hopefully it'll never but get out. Well, actually, you're like, it won't get out. Because There's no way this that ABC. footage could have got out. <laughs> you under it's the covers, ABC. though, right? <laughs> under the covers. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> we were on the balcony, Ashley. But under the Watching co- everyone at the campfire. You were watching everybody? <laughs> I mean, we were there. You had the windows pulled? Like the curtains? So we were in the room <laughs> all the way at the very top, which has, it is a beautiful room with like an open, there's no windows. Like it totally open. The whole room oh, is open. Oh, you were in the loft. Yeah, that top Oh, one. I thought you were talking about the other boom boom room that has like a little bit of a curtain. No, 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 no. We were okay. all the way up top of the treehouse. So babe. basically anybody could walk in. To, like, go get some snacks in the refrigerator. <laughs> no, we were at the very top. Yeah, I know, but that doesn't have a door or anything. It doesn't. No. <laughs> and that's a minute exciting. So maybe they couldn't see you if they were getting a snack in the refrigerator. Yeah, I will say that that night was an amazing night. An amazing night. And it just happens to also be the day that you got engaged. You actually. waited a bit. You waited a bit. It was like three weeks We in. did. Yeah, yeah, we waited. It's mm-hmm. great. We did. Right, well, there thanks. was a lot of built up, you know, like yeah. we were ready. Oh, so what made you? <laughs> so that? thank you, Ashley. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. I inspired the romance. You did. Oh my God. You thank did. you. Those conversations. Why'd so you exciting. do it then and not wait for the uh, fantasy suite? You know, I think we just didn't know how much time was going to be left in paradise. And I think just for Chris and I, it was really, we just wanted to spend a night together and not even so much just have sex, but we just wanted to see what it would feel like to for me to wash off all my makeup and crawl in bed with him to brush our teeth together to fall asleep like does he snore can we sleep together like are these things compatible and i needed to know that sooner than the night i could potentially get engaged to someone i needed the next day yeah exactly i needed to have a little more of like that realism in the relationship all right well crystal we talked about one hot topic, and you gave us a hot topic. So thank you very much. All right, next up we have Maddie Poppy. I'm on a little bit of a health kick lately. It's not just about clean eating, but it's also about not exposing myself to toxic chemicals and eating organically and avoiding parabens and beauty products and stuff. And one of my favorite product lines that I found in this new lifestyle creation of mine is Native Products. All of their products, like deodorant, are formulated without aluminum parabens and talc and they're filled with ingredients found in nature such as coconut oil shea butter tapioca starch and they don't do any animal testing you guys know i'm very particular about what i put on my skin and the number one thing i try to avoid right now especially is chemicals and making the switch to a natural deodorant does not mean that you're going to have to sacrifice on odor or wetness protection i tried it i know these products work and they have eight thousand five-star reviews that's a very good sign so if you didn't believe that it worked for me there's eight thousand other people who took the time and effort to give these native products ratings eight thousand of them give five star ratings it's pretty amazing native comes in a wide variety of enticing scents for men and women and they come out all throughout the year i personally love the coconut and vanilla scent it's so tropical i put it on and it makes me feel like it's summer all the time and it makes me feel like i'm on vacation that that smell of coconut like brings you right to the islands 
They also offer an unscented formula for you guys who like it a little bit more basic and a baking soda free formula for those with sensitivities to that. But what I do love most is that they have a no risk to try policy. Native offers free returns and exchanges in the U.S. and free shipping. So for 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code FAMOUS during checkout. Again, for 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code FAMOUS during checkout. All right, guys, we have a very special guest, Maddie Poppy. The winner of American Idol in 2018 is now here in our office. And Maddie, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Very beautiful office you have. Do, do you hear at the, well, Cas, what is it called? The Casarnas Ranch? What's the ranch called? Well, it's in Napa Valley. Yes, right <laughs> here in Napa Valley. Maddie, um, <clears throat> you have been on reality TV. Two shows, actually. The Voice and American yes. Idol. And you met your boyfriend, Caleb. I did. It was The Bachelor mixed with American Idol, right. we like to say. You guys were the winner and runner-up, Yeah, and you got together, and that is actually not the only time it's happened on American Idol, but it's still so much fun that you like developed a reality relationship, so I think you kind of understand this. Totally. Yeah. So are you a Bachelor fan? I don't watch every season because... like. Lately, I have not been able to watch right. because I'm I'm never in one in the same place every Monday night. Mm-hmm. I love that I know every it's every Monday night, but um, uh, but like I've definitely watched. Um, you know, I catch I catch an episode or like okay. a season every now and then. You follow, yes, a light, lightly, yes. Okay, so how do you feel like your relationship now is is it got more scrutiny? Because you guys met on the show and because the fans of the show want you guys to be together. Yeah, for sure. Um, The pressure is definitely there. And also, like, I can't imagine people who, you know, like people who are on The Bachelor, Bachelorette, the pressure that they must feel to stay together, even if, like, after the fact they know, like, it's, you know, this isn't going to work or something. You know, I'm lucky that I do actually, you know, I, I do feel like, my boyfriend and I will work out, you know, yeah. hopefully. And you recently called him the one. Oh, yeah, that's everywhere, isn't it? That's <laughs> weird. That's really weird. But um, yeah, I can't imagine the pressure that I would feel if I was just like, because like we can't, you know, if we broke up, I can't imagine. But, you know, it's interesting because you said that, um, you know, that, that you think that we have a lot of pressure, but you guys were able to date and form a relationship while you were actual competitors on the show. Yes. How did that work? How was there not jealousy? You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I think if he would have won, I would have been extremely jealous. Okay. So I think it's good it worked out. Just girls get jealous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, But he didn't really want to win. Why not? Because, I mean, honestly, I don't know that... this sounds terrible, but I don't know that he would have been the best winner because I don't know if he would have been able to like do all the, you know, Disney is tied in with yeah. ABC. And so you have to put on the Mickey ears and be like, let me tell you about the magic of Disney. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know that he would have been able. Hello, record label guy who's with Disney Hollywood Records. Yes. Hollywood Records. Um, the former label of the Jonas Brothers. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but anyways, I don't know that he would have been able to do all that. 
You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. It'd just be harder for a dude, I think. But uh, yeah, it, it, it honestly, it never really felt like a competition show. It was more like summer camp because that's how it feels filming The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, not Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor in Paradise is a more rigor- rigorous, oh, I emotional experience. Could imagine. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it was opposite for, oh, yeah, okay, well, Crystal here, who's sitting in, had a little bit more of a tumultuous time during the Bachelor, but that's a different conversation. You um, were on The Voice as well, and I feel like your story is so, um, it's so incredible. You did a live, in, you did a live performance for the judges on The Voice. Nobody turned around. You were eliminated right there on the spot. Mm-hmm. And then American Idol, Lionel, was it Lionel Richie, said, like, you need to be part of this competition. And then you won it. What in the world? How is it so inconsistent? First of all, you do great research. Oh, um, really? I don't know if you were you actually watched or you just looked this up. But either way, it doesn't matter. You're oh, great. Thanks. A lot of people would be like, so what's your name? Oh, uh, well, uh, I mean, I just need to let you know here. Um, heart Idol in, in, in Virginia, you can have a heart on your license plate. So mine said Heart Idol. From like 2007, 2011. So do you still watch? I, I don't watch it the past like five seasons. I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's okay. I don't, I haven't watched the past five seasons either. Uh, David but- Cook performed at my wedding. Wow. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's big time. Yeah. Um, the question was the, about the voice. The question yes. was about the voice. How is it so inconsistent? It was super embarrassing. Uh, but first of all, your talent is mind boggling. Like, it, your voice was made to be famous. That's so sweet. And Thank for none you. of those judges to turn around. I think if Kelly Clarkson had heard you, she would have turned around yeah. now. I got to say something, though. That's so sweet. But I got to say, I wouldn't have turned for me either. That was I didn't think it was very good performance at all. Like watching it, I was cringing. And like, first of all, that show is very different from Idol because on that show, they have so much control over you and... Um, you know, they pick your outfit and your song and everything. Mm. Idol is literally like, okay, just show up and do whatever you want. Um, and I think that's what was so different. You know, I didn't get my guitar when I was on The Voice, so mm-hmm. I was super awkward and I didn't know even who I wanted to be, what genre I wanted to sing. I was, I didn't, if it would have worked out then, it wouldn't have been good. The so, age difference was a year and a half between The Voice I know, and Idol. And that, yeah. and it's crazy how much, I kind of grew in just that little amount of time, but I was devastated after that. Of course, I thought, you know, Idol was going off the air like that same season. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, that was my last opportunity. And then there it was. Came back so quickly. <laughs> Came back. Yeah. Not even give it what? Maybe a not year? even two full years. I know. I know. I know. Um, yeah. I, I just wasn't ready. Yeah. Honestly, I can't sit here and say, yeah, screw the voice. You know, they didn't turn around yeah. for me. I think a lot of people want me to be like, because some people ask like, yeah, do you wish what do you wish you could tell Blake Shelton now? And I'm like, well, I tell him you were you were right. I wasn't ready then. There you go. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm not being biased right now because you're in front of me. But I've always just understood the appeal of Idol more than the voice. I never got into it. And this I, is a girl who had heart Idol on her license plate. That's amazing. Yeah. And that means a lot. I mean, I think that that show has had so much success because they let people be whoever they want to mm-hmm. be. You know, yeah. when you package something together and then you put it out into the world you can't you can't expect it to continue to you know thrive in the way it did when you know when that person was surrounded by a you team know, a, a team real crazy yeah and just controlling yeah yeah but i mean 
don't get me wrong, like that show obviously has been on for so many seasons. Cause, sure. But you know, I, people love it. I feel like it's more a TV show and less of a launching pad for artists. Oh, for sure. It's not about the artists. Yeah. I mean, that sounds really bad, it's but it's not about discovering Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. You know, it's about, um, oh, the banter between the judges and they have such a great lineup, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, obviously, that's so entertaining because yeah. it's like a reality TV show for these stars already, yeah. you know. Um, I want to go back to your boyfriend for a second, just be <laughs> Caleb, Caleb, Caleb Lee Hutchinson. And he's an artist, of course, still yes. working in Nashville. Yes. Um, but he, um, he and you met on the idol. You've been together for a year and a half. And I saw that you post some monthly posts on Instagram saying we're still together. Just letting you know, cause the fans will always speculate. We were just talking about a bachelor couple who broke up. And we all speculated that it was coming because they hadn't posted of each other in a Mm -hmm. month. So how do you feel about the pressures of keeping up your relationship on Instagram? And since it's something that we as a bachelor family have to deal with all the time. Totally. I mean, man, we can relate on so many levels Mm -hmm. because, um, yeah, it's like, I feel like we will like joke around on Twitter or something. And then the next day, like if we don't post every day, you wouldn't believe the comments. They're like, some will be like, well, she's pregnant. And others will be like, they're done for good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just that. No. I mean, there's so many expectations. And it's like, you know, it's just become kind of a joke. Like that post was a total joke because I was just like, you know, I don't care. I'm happy my relationship. I don't think I need to let the world know every five seconds, you know, keep them updated on, you know, right. what's happening with us. Yeah. Cause, yeah. And Instagram is a big highlight reel of a relationship anyway. It is. It's just all butterflies and rainbows. But and then, of course, if you were to show some realness, then people would be like, oh, they're on the rocks. <laughs> totally. And you know what? The thing that kind of sucks about being a musician nowadays is that you're not just a musician. You have to be a social media influencer. Mm, yeah, too. that's kind of goes sucks along with every division of entertainment. You know, now. like yeah. anything you want to do, you know, if you want to keep it up that platform on social media is so important Mm -hmm. and if you don't have a presence there well i mean it's one thing if you made it in the 90s and you're like you know just gonna be a star at this point yeah but for people up and coming if you don't have a social media platform it's like you're just you're certainly not appealing to the millennial crowd no but it sucks because man it's exhausting social media is exhausting mentally everything Mm -hmm. you know Last thing I want to talk to you about is your new single, Bring It Home, featuring former or American Idol alum, Philip Phillips. It's now available and you can get tickets for your upcoming tour. Who are you going on tour with? I just finished the tour. Oh, you just finished the tour. But you can get tickets to something else. I don't know yet. All right. But we'll (laughs) check out where she's going to next on maddiepoppy.com. That is M-A-D-D-I-E-P-O-P-P-E.com. And your album came out in May. It's called Whirlwind. If there's one song on Whirlwind that you want people right now to open up their Apple Music to, what do you want it to be? It's called Not Losing You. Okay. And, and it will woo you. And it's charting on the radio. So that's the one. Keep streaming it so we keep moving up. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Maddie. So nice meeting you. You are the second. Um, you're the second American Idol we had on this podcast. And oh, who was I the really, first? Um, it was McCreary. Yeah, cool. Scotty. Yeah, it was very cool. We were here in Napa for that one as well. The country music 
festival. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you, man. You've been cool. a wonderful guest. Well, thanks for having me. This was so much fun. I like your shoes. You got some platforms Thank in this you. Converse. They were hard to find. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thanks. All right. We'll talk about a jam-filled show, guys. We had Crystal, Katie, Maddie, Poppy, and uh, we also talked to Joe and Kendall. I mean, damn. We covered a lot in one episode here at Live in the Vineyard in Napa Valley. It's been a wonderful time talking to everyone and just chilling out with some wine. We hope you guys enjoyed it too. And the next time you hear from Ben and myself, we will be together. Promise you that. I know you guys like those episodes when we get to, you know, have our original host time. So thank you guys for listening. Love you so much. Goodbye. Oh, I've been Ashley. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.